1: Yeah. Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping. Impressive in it. The death bring his head spinning. Just kidding, every word in his songs about two grown men dressed up as a bird and a dog. dog, 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 dog. Welcome to the bonus episode of the Wolf and Our Podcast. Um, Yo. welcome. Now, <laughs> we've had a little bit of an incident here because I I am actually yeah. feeling I've had a fucking roller coaster of emotions that you will not know about because. Basically, we started recording this bonus episode. We got 11 minutes in, and uh, Tom realised that you hadn't been recording his side of the conversation.
0: Now... Yeah. Um, but also, it's a bittersweet, this thing, for me, because... And it's really frustrating for, for, for myself. In a sense, it is, anyway. Because... Well, uh, no, before you, before well, like, you carry uh, on, well,
1: what I would describe this as, what just happened, what you didn't hear, and we're going to get into it again, is what I would say is yeah. one of the most crystal clear victories and trouncings of tom that i have had since the podcast started this our friendships yeah. since our friendship I, I, I feel
0: like you are f- if, if this is yeah if this is how you felt after cyberpunk i know now and I, I genuinely feel
1: yeah what i would what i would say is what broken. i would say is after the cyberpunk thing which i was uh roundly defeated and i didn't then go on to pretend i hadn't been recording so it'd never be released <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, didn't, I, I hadn't been recording because this is the second one we we're recording.
0: I feel bad for that because this is probably so me, one of the so, most noble So let me tell you, you what life. happened.
1: At King Gary rehearsals yesterday, um, we'll do a quick recap. Tom talked about Krispy Kreme donuts, right? Simon Day, who's on Gary, bought in Krispy Kreme donuts. And when Tom talked about these donuts, you described them as? Krispy Kreme. He said Krispy Kreme. I then picked him up on it, right? We then started getting into an argument about it. And then the people, the other people, Laura Checkley, fantastic Laura Checkley, Dame DeFront. Oh, my God. Sorry, I just need just broke my desk. They all said to us, oh, it's just like watching an episode of the Wolf and at which point uh, Tom and I felt absolutely sick because we thought it looked like we were trying to put on an impromptu uh, performance of the podcast, right? Yeah. And for me, it
0: felt a bit like w- Ramesh knew he was wrong and he was weaseling his way out of being rocked. Right. Like, you know. so, then, so-, so, then,
1: so then Tom... Uh, believing himself to be absolutely correct, because there's no other reason why he would have done it. He then brought it up on the bonus episode just now. This thing that's lost forever, right? And he said it's it's spelt like creme. It's it's no, mostly it's, it's
0: spelt like creme. And we've had so many arguments on this thing, right? And I'm still right. annoyed by it. And I'm actually, f- I don't, I'll never have a donut with a donut donuts. What again. are you talking and about? I will tell you So, let, hold on, hold on. Let's, Mate, let, let's, they're done for hold me. On.
1: They are done let's, for get to, me. let's get to the end of this story first. And then you can talk about your feelings on it and how it's left you feel, right? So, Tom said, it's most like creme. And I said, I agree with you on that. But I've only ever heard people say Krispy Kreme. And then Tom said, How insulting. How insulting for a company, the lord and master of all these surveys, the head of Krispy Kreme, coming up with a company name that he wants people to enjoy his donuts. And then lo and behold, people take the valiant name that he's created from his own good heart and they've prostituted it and used it for their own gains and called it Krispy Kreme. How insulting. I love the way I've become more and more like (laughs) Russell Brand in this impression.
0: Started off like you were doing the impression of me, Stroke Ray Winston. It's ended up being like a lyrical Russell Brand.
1: So then he right. said, "So then he Look, said, hold on. So then he said, I'm going to get you an ad. Are no, I'm not. I'm so Tom. We've got a lost ten minutes of podcast. I'm trying to bring these people know, up to yeah, speed. Okay, all right? okay. So, so then yeah. Tom said, I'm going to play the advert. He said, I've never heard this advert before. Let's see what happens. He found a YouTube video that had four minutes, like compiled. Uh, of all of the adverts. And what happened is this. I'll play it. Yeah, go on.
0: When it comes to loving chocolate, Krispy Kreme's got you covered. Introducing Chocolate Time. Every day, starting at four o'clock, Krispy Kreme turns into a (laughs) chocolate lover's (laughs) paradise. Featuring the chocolate glazed, our original donut hot off the line, drenched in chocolate, and topped the way you like it. Thinking chocolate, think Krispy Kreme. Think Krispy Kreme. Genuinely, that's it for me and Krispy Why?
1: Kreme now. No? Like, how, how, how,
0: how amateur and pathetic to just fucking like, like and also for them to have their, them pulled up by myself. But call
1: it K R E A M. <laughs> There's no E in there, is there? I, listen, mate, I'm going to tell you something. I agree with you. What's the point of the E? M? I agree with you. I, I actually think, think you've got a point. It does sound more like it we pronounce creme. It's just weird that, because I imagine you've had Krispy Kreme's countless times in your in your life yeah i love Crispy so it... creams or crispy cremes as i've i feel like i've yeah, but been Sullen, you But what, like I've been what this makes me feel like is i'm the only person that's actually a true friend because you must have said crispy creme to other people mate i've been saying crispy Creme since fucking right, i came exactly. over exactly all right don't talk about them like they're unwanted immigrants
0: no when they first got a big crispy cre creme now crispy cream in Malden, yeah right I used to. I was one of the first people, the pioneers of Krispy Kreme. Okay, i would be one of the first people. I would turn up with a twelve box, and
1: everyone would go, "Oh, fucking hell, where are these donuts from?" Can they're not. I mean, it says it says it mass- it's massive on the box. All these fucking people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it's not their fault that you've misread their name, is it? But I just, I just things like that just annoy me. But what I would say is, other people that you've said you must have. I can't be the first person you said Krispy Kreme in front of. Mate, I've said yeah. this to thousands of countless people. Okay, on holidays, planes—you've oh, cool. actually been sat on a plane. This on your way to stations. holiday. You're you're on holiday. Tom Davis is sat next to the pool. He's going, "Oh, you know what I miss? The old crispy creme. I wouldn't have
0: missed them, mate, because I probably would have had a three pack
1: on the fucking yeah. flight with well, me. Well, and, and those people heard that. They heard you mispronounce it, and they didn't bother to correct you. So You just go on, you carry on yeah. in your life. Well, thank you. You have basically you
0: are you've. It's like someone's told me I've got a big zit zit on my, my face or a mm. bogie on my nose. You're welcome. So thank yeah. you for opening my eyes to the stupidity of... I'm going to find out who the, the owner of it is and just... I I genuinely am going to actually... And I will put the email up and I will email them. What are you going to say? What are you going to say? I'm furious about oh, this. Oh,
1: dear, dear, uh, dear Krispy Kreme. Just so you know, I am... I, I was absolutely furious to find that as, as no direct result of anything you've done... I've been mispronouncing the name of your company for years. I would like to know what you what you're going to do about my refusal to react to evidence that's clearly in front of me to mispronounce your name over and over and over oh, you again. You know, what? I, I'm just going to write. I'm going to say, look,
0: you've you've completely pulled the wall over my eyes with this name. Uh, I'm furious about it. It's like you don't know there's other places I can get donuts, like Dunkin' Donuts, or is it Dukin Donuts?
1: It's a weird thing to be to be angry about. I would say. I'm livid about it.
0: Like genuinely. I don't even it's most annoying about that. I've had to find out like
1: this. Well, look, let me tell you something. I'll tell you something else just while we're talking about crispy creams. Because while they've gone down in your estimation, they've actually gone up in mine, because they started doing vegan donuts. I got a I got a box of oh, twelve wow. vegan crispy. Crispy really? crispy oh, creams. Oh. Crispy creams. Cream. And they were absolutely delicious. This
0: I'll tell you, you are so annoyed with you're <laughs> right. It's so frustrating. <laughs>
1: Uh, All right, do you want to do some emails? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Now, this first email I read during the lost tape, uh, but I'm just going to go through it again quickly. Um, This is from Shireen Kadar, and it says, uh, Dear Tom and Romash, uh, your podcast is brilliant. Uh, It's the absolute antithesis of lockdown negativity. I'm sort of uh, paraphrasing here because... I don't like reading when they. Uh, she's been very nice about the podcast, yeah. but I don't like reading it out loud. It's very kind of you. Anyway, thank you. Shri. What is the name of this bakery that Romesh keeps pimping out? We all disagree. Is it Cloughman's, Kaufman's? I think this is how we got onto Krispy Kreme in the first place. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's actually C-O-U-G-H, L A N C o u g h l a n a b o s t r a v i a. Or
0: if if you you call it whatever you want, that's what everyone else is doing. It's so weird
1: how you you sit in direct opposition on two things. So it, people are allowed to mispronounce words or use different words however they want, whenever they want, because that's yeah, liberty. Yeah, yeah. But you're not allowed to pronounce the name of the company the way it's pronounced because, what, it offends you for some reason.
0: Uh, no, if I'm honest with you, mate, whoever came up with, and I'm still going to call it Krispy Kreme because that is someone down the line, that's what they wanted it to be called, and it just got paraphrased. Of course, ever of course, you're right. Everyone else
1: is wrong and you're, right. you're correct. No, I get that. I, I used to have a God complex as well. <laughs> Right, I feel for, I'm just going to get in touch. Actually, I'm
0: completely going back on. I'm going to get in touch with a guy and say, "Did you mean it to be called Creme?" And I, I, I tell you what, you I'm I'm going to message That's
1: him right. on Instagram. All right, uh, and I think we're going to get into uh, yeah. we're going to get in touch with him. We're going to try and get a response from Krispy Kreme on here as to whether the yeah. origins of that because I think Tom, there's actually a genuine, real, very real possibility that they they did want to be called Krispy Kreme because I would agree with you that the spelling is like that. And it's possible that the Americanization or whatever they just decided Americans don't like putting a little French stank on it, and so they yeah. want to call it cream. Do
0: You know, the thing that for me is that this felt like the one time that I was really fucking like I was riding into town, like like a fucking lone gunslinger. I'd, like I like I'd made sort of my place on the street by saying that this is I've got one over Rom here with when it comes to pronunciation and fucking mm. spelling it's very very rare and to hear somebody pronounce
1: my... pronunciation incorrectly but you've managed it well done
0: <laughs> and i've had my trousers pulled down in the middle of the street instead of a gunfight because of some wally brain <laughs> who has literally like foregone his dreams I'm, i now i completely question crispy Kreme. was it even meant to be like a high street donut do place mean? was it meant to be lovely delicious cakes eclairs and stuff what such? are you talking about well, I just get the feeling that he at one point it wasn't meant to be like donuts on a fucking highway well, services. He had
1: like ideas of grandeur, and he dumbed down just to can, feed the masses. Can, can we just say, look, as much as I love Krispy Kreme, right? The the name I don't think you could start uh, Krispy Kreme, and the name next makes no sense, whether it's Krispy Kreme or Krispy Kreme. Who's ever said? you know how I like my donuts with the cream crispy? <laughs> no, the outside's crispy. But the, but if you say if you say Krispy it, Kreme. No, if you say... No, hold on.
0: Like, genuinely, we could do a podcast about this because it annoys me. You've got 12 boxes of the things. You don't even know what you're eating. Tom. The outside's crispy. The sugar snap That's crispy. The cream's inside.
1: Yeah, but a ring donut doesn't have any cream in it. Yeah, but the dough's so creamy. What are you talking... Now, even you know that you're fucking up now. Even you know. I know that you know because you went really big on it to try and sell it. Fuck you. I'm not having that.
0: (laughs) Right. So... (laughs) I, right
1: well maybe they should have
0: just called it crispy crispy creme or crisp or crispy creme crispy or crème. crispy or creme.
1: That's what you think it should be called, like trick or treat.
0: Yeah, oh, mate. What I'm saying is the whole fucking thing is deceiving. Okay,
1: fine.
0: This is like a fucking uh, Nolan movie for me. In what way? So many fucking angles to it, and so many different things. Like who fucking is controlling the whole thing? Well,
1: I, I, I assume it's whoever owns the company. Tom. I mean. It's not a difficult question. I'm going to fucking do something. Well, let's look into, into it. So, Anybody yeah. got um, any answers, let us know. And also, if we'd love to anyone hear... listen
0: to this who works for Crispy Kreme, and we will f- you won't have to we won't go on record with your name. We will, you'll be kept, kept yeah. anonymous. But fucking get in touch.
1: It's wolfalpod at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, okay. The next email is from Andrew Gibson. Now, before we get into this, I would say yeah. that your uh, potpourri popery toilet story Uh, it went big with the listeners of The Wolf for now, right? So a lot of people, I'm going to tell you now, I have had to go through a lot of stories about people's shit incidents, right? And and I know that I could have quite easily brought along a load of those and we could have spent this whole episode talking about them, right? The problem is, is that you and I have a propensity to get excited about shit stories and then we forget ourselves. So I think we have to be sort of a bit strict of ourselves on this, right? Yeah. Anyway. Maybe we should do a shit special one. Oh, day, God, anyway, okay, guys. I'll tell you if, what, if guys. So- if you're up for us doing just a, sh- a sh- like a a scatological special of the Wolf for now, email us and let us know and we'll do it. But w- what we'll have to do is I we'll have to put loads of warnings on it because some people hate that sort of But thing. I will t- say now,
0: and, you know, leaving the crispy creme shit where it lays, Rom has got some incredible feastful stories, okay. so have I, so, and, and by the sound of it, so have you. So it'd be great. You know, I'm up for a scat special. I think
1: I find what I found most upsetting about what you said is that you said fecal again, even though we've had a discussion about it being fecal. So, what that suggests to me is that all of these corrections and this sort of help I'm trying to give you is utterly pointless because you just try continue no, but yeah, trying but to. Also,
0: it's so annoying that, but none it really matters because Chris and Krem is like you've just won an argument about it. It's like, like C is C, isn't it? it's is
1: C, not C. so fecal. Well, I'm fecal, right? Okay, and uh, how do you pronounce? How do you pronounce the name Christopher? (laughs) Christopher. Yeah, but that's it. H getting involved. And 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 how do you do? You enjoy cake? Yes. And what do you call it? Cake. Sake. Right. Okay. The fact that you even attempted sake (laughs) to try and prove your point is so sad. Um. Okay uh so anyway andrew gibson emails in saying uh hello big fan of you both tom's toilet story on the previous pod and we got a lot of this loads of people love that story tom's toilet story in the previous pod was amazing but it made me want you to ask guys might ask you guys a question that splits my group of friends down the middle when you take a shit do you wipe standing up or sitting down i'm a sitter and i can't believe people actually stand but i'm also surprised by how many people do can you settle the debate cheers andy Okay, Tom, over to you.
0: Um, I like to mix it up, but pro- predominantly I, I think I'm, I probably would sort of lean in the favour of standing. It depends a lot on the toilet paper. If you've got like quite a thin sort of like toilet paper that would fall apart, uh, then definitely sit because the worst thing is sort of leaving like a sort of like trail of sort of like, especially if you're a ferocious wiper. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, 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 I sort of standing is where I'm at really, my brother. Rob?
1: Um Okay, so I, I can see the arguments for both here. Um, I'm a stander, but uh, what I would say is, first of all, if you're a sitter, the problem for me is I sort of fill the area that I'm sitting on quite a bit. So the idea that you would stay sitting and be able to kind of wipe and drop, I, I just think that the the, the ease yeah, of yeah. movement is it's very difficult. Um, so I go for a stand, but the disadvantage of the stand is... <laughs> The angle, you know, the you want to sort of. I can't believe. It. <laughs> if you, you bend. I sort of, I you bend over and spread I don't them. Bend over and spread them, but I sort of, I sort of, I, I would describe myself as a sort of slightly crouching, maybe. Do you know
0: what I mean? Oh, you're really joking! Sort of... I need to see this. I need to see this. <laughs> really. I would say crouching because he can really get in there. Do you know what I mean? I would say as well, Gibbo. uh, If you don't mind me calling you Gibbo, that also like in in my past career, like the most demeaning thing was someone kicking over open a sort of cubicle door, and if you're sitting on the toilet wiping your bum. As I find that, like, yeah, someone kicks over the door to take a picture of you. I would say,
1: look, I mean, me, this is me it's personally. I would say if you're ta- if you're on the toilet with your trousers around your ankles, the kicking open of the door and them seeing you is a humiliating part. What I wouldn't think at that point is, I hope they don't see that I'm wiping my ass, sat down.
0: No, because if you're peached up on one cheek with your hand... Sort right, of like, that's well, the humiliating part. All of it's humiliating. But if you're standing up and someone kicks the fucking door yeah.
1: open, boom. Oh, you, I see. I see. So reflux. it's a self-defense thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah mm. i would also say I, I i'm very i'm a big advocate of environmentally friendly uh wet wipes oh really yeah, i thought that like was a problem like, i thought that was what's calling all
0: call it uh causing all of the um, yeah that you can uh,
1: get correct yeah the environmental issues
0: no no but, no no. but in the
1: down in the sewers what's it? what are they called oh the little the the fatbergs you're talking about. fatbergs i thought that yeah, was yeah. like so yeah that is so that was, you're right that is but these ones are like the environmentally like the, these are like they degrade or whatever you're called. Disintegrate. I'm a massive fan of a, of a little spray as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, poopery. You know? No, no, no. I, don't, I mean an actual spray into the anus with water. Oh, really? You sort of clean up around there. Really? You do what? From the sink? No, I, I sort of like... Or have you got like a little sort of watering can? No, I haven't. But people do have that. Yeah, yeah. What do you spray? Palo- Paloma Faith. Paloma Faith has that.
0: Oh, here we go. Name drop.
1: No, no. I'm just, so no. You've no, had a shit around Paloma Faith's house. No, I haven't. I haven't. It's just that I was talking about bizarrely again, talking about shit and wiping your ass and stuff. And then on Instagram Live, and she like she jumped on it. She like uh, like joined and said that she what she uses like a little sort of. What's where do you get these sprays from? It's, I use a shower. I sort of, sometimes if I feel like I'm, you know, I sort of just give myself a little spritz. Oh, really.
0: I have a problem with that. I mean I, I I I I what I tend to do is sort of wipe, 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 like walk yeah. around the bathroom for a how,
1: bit. How, how, hold on. What what are you doing with the toilet tissue?
0: I'm like a I'll probably go three ply.
1: Three ply and then are you are you taking a single sheet? Yeah, three ply, folded up so it's thick. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like that. Yeah, that's what I do. Okay, good.
0: Yeah. But my point was, would you ever like want to go down and what are they called, those berg things? Fat bergs? Fat Would you ever want to? I'd it's sort of have the morbid curiosity of going down and sort of dismantling one of that, like how be, seeing how they break those down. What? <laughs> like, I'd like to sort of see, see, like go down the sewers and sort well, of face
1: the bug, but yeah. actually go down there. Yeah, I, I think that's you up, want to,
0: like the sewers are massive, by the way, in London. Yeah, and they've got loads of them. So I just sort of
1: think how how do they even break them up? I would sort of yeah. Okay, I, I would I would Google that. Yeah, I, I would Google that. I, I wouldn't think, oh, I must have a trip down there. Yeah, but that's the Google. trouble with Google; it breaks all the illusions, isn't it? There's no just... illusions. It's not mad. Nobody's thinking, oh, those fatbergs. What a magical conundrum that I that we're never going to figure out. You know, it's not no, like no, no. I'd like to okay, deri- take someone out for a pint who has. Come face to face okay. with a fat Well, they, well they, they, there you go. That That's something I could get on board and with. And see if like, if he thinks I've got it in me to take one down myself. If anybody uh, has got some in-depth knowledge or could even organise at some point for for Tom and... Not I, I was yourself? about to say Tom and I. No, I'm not Yeah, kidding. no, I
0: think it's bad if I do it on my own and you don't come with me. Why? Well, it's fucking, it's a bit weird if I come back and go, oh yeah, I I took a fat burger And then literally two weeks later, you're like crying your eyes out because you're jealous.
1: First of all, why would it take me two weeks to react to you... Talking about the fat burg.
0: Yeah, but I know what you're like. You'd be like, Oh fucking hell, you got to do a fat burger, I didn't.
1: <laughs> well look, if there's anybody who's an expert on a fat bird, get in touch, all right Just yeah, hit us up. Okay. So uh Gibbo, thanks for your email. This next email is from Peter Schnonneveld. Wow. Schoenneveld. Where is that from? Schonneveld. He's not said he's not said. This is actually only to you. Oh wow. So okay. okay. So uh hello Tom. In the bonus email, episode two, you said there was no there were no working names for your fans. Um he's got some ideas for you. Okay. Uh Davies Deviants. What? No. <laughs> no Peter. Uh Tommyans. What are yours called again? Mine aren't called anything. We we regulations sh- or something like that. No, they're not my no, they're not fans. They're <laughs> they're just people on the show. Uh the Tom Titters. Just so you know, Pete, uh, Tom's done him a, a face there, like he's found some dog shit on the roof of his mouth. Uh Davians. I quite like Davians. That's quite right. cool. Uh and he's, and then he says that is all, Pete. By the way,
0: uh, Pete. Uh thank you for that. That's very kind of you. I would say that you all, your surname
1: you deserve to have snowellians or whatever they're called. Um yeah, would you ever call some. your fans anything? Uh, how big would you have to get to start calling your fans something? No, a, <laughs> not big than I right now. <laughs> Substantially, yeah. Yeah. It would feel weird calling a group of
0: like nine people or something. And then and then if you I, if I you feel di- with my fans I could know them all by first name. <laughs> if
1: you if you got to a point where you were doing that, when does that come up? Would you address would you say like, would you go, uh, Davian's new episode of The Wolf for Now coming out on Instagram? No, 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 I don't think I could do it. I think people can do that. People can get away. I haven't got that in my locker. No, I don't think either of us have got that. No, anymore. I don't
0: think either of us
1: are able to. Um, it,
0: uh, I still find it out genuinely. I find it, and I and I will say, uh, you know, and I think one of us would agree. I, I've thank you all for listening and tuning in. I still find it uh, really weird, to be, and I don't mean this to be at all like sort of faux humble, but I do find it weird that people do listen to two idiots just waffling and arguing. Mm. I love it, the fact you do is very kind of you. But yeah, I so I'd certainly not in any way be able to go, Oh Davians,
1: get involved and yeah. Um okay. Uh Peter Schnorneveld. I hope that answers Which your well, moment, there's no so... there's no question there. I said I, I was about to say I hope it answers your question, but there is no question. It's just It'd be
0: good to know where the old Schnorneveld's from, wouldn't it? Like what's, what's his story?
1: The old Schnorneveld. I shall think about that in the evening. All right. Uh, Okay. This next uh, email is from Kevo. Okay. (laughs) Uh, And Kevo says, firstly, these bonus episodes uh, are great. Cool. Da 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 da. -da. He's gone on to um to say some nice things that I can't bring myself. Thank you, Kevo. Thank you, Kevo. So even if we don't read them out, it does mean a lot to us. So thank you. Um, The question that you answered last week about handing compliments was a nice peek behind the curtain of what it's like to be a popular entertainer. Who's still humble enough to get embarrassed by high praise? As a follow up, does it ever get a bit weird when you're approached in the street by, and here we go, he's got some suggestions here, by random Wrangers or Tom Verts? I would Tom imagine Burks. that most Tom Verts yeah. is great. Yeah, it's good. I'm sorry, isn't it? Peter, but Kevo's fucking smashed your boy. It's incredible. Pete's come up, Pete, Pete had four of them. Kevo's Tom just rocked Burks. up, fucking knocked Tom you out Burks. of the park. I wasn't mate.
0: expecting that from Kevo, I've got to say, but Tom Vert's yeah. is G
1: um i would imagine that most people just ask you for a photo and make a friendly comment about your work has anyone said it or done anything to you to make you concerned about your own safety or so bizarre that you didn't know how to handle the situation have any of you had to deal with an obsessive fan before uh also are either of you able to leave the house without getting recognized anymore and if so does that put you any under under any additional stress we all have those days where we just want a bit of peace and quiet blah blah blah. keep doing what you're doing regards
0: can i just quickly say kevo you are a very sound brilliant uh gentlemen like that was a not at all the email i was expecting when we first read out the name kevo. yeah i would i
1: would say i would go as far to say as the look on tom's face when i said your name is kevo's sort of no, it was God, excited what, i thought what, it was going to be no it wasn't exciting no it wasn't excitement you just sort of were like oh what's this what have you no, got coming "Kevo, up here? you're
0: absolutely an absolute legend mm. and uh when we meet guy for a pint i'd love to extend the um uh offer out to you kevo to come for a pint with us she seemed like a rounded decent chap and uh yeah so that that threesome. Actually, it's a foursome already. I can't remember the other guy who's coming. I oh, know. Was
1: it Craven Raven? Anyway. Um, well, look. Yeah. I guess. I guess in a way, Tom has answered your question there, uh, with regards to how he deals with fans. As he gets uncomfortably close to them and sort of tries to forge a genuine friendship.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you fucking prick. <laughs> That's true. Uh, look, uh, yeah, I've had uh, experience with uh, uncomfortable experience. I did a gig once, and um, after the gig, uh, this guy, <laughs> this guy said to me, um, uh, "Do you know where the station is?" Like, I was like, "You know," I said, "Because oh, I was getting the train home," and I was like, uh, "No, I don't quite know. I'll, I'll be able to find it. I'll just Google it." Wherever. he said, "Oh, I can show you. I know where it is and stuff." But, oh, cheers, man. So, um, I walked with the said guy to the train station. Uh, of whence I was performing and then I sort of I sat down and then um he sat with me and I said, Oh you yeah. know oh you know was obviously he's getting on the train or whatever and uh he then opened like a bag of quavers and he was like uh oh what's your favourite sort of crisps? And I was like, Right, well, so what's it's probably but I don't mind quavers. And he offered me a quaver. I said I didn't feel comfortable about having equivalent from his bag um anyway we sat there for and, like and you thought that minutes. was
1: a you thought that was a better thing to say than just no thank you <laughs> yeah
0: yeah
1: okay <laughs> all right carry
0: on well, i didn't know the guy i was just like i don't sure Chris was just anyone sure like i think it's a big move taking a crisp from someone's bag it's okay sure, the bag but
1: it's it's very rare that somebody offers you a crisp and you say you sort of say no thanks and then they go can i just ask can i get an, can i just ask why that is could you i wouldn't mind knowing the reasons why you don't want to take one of these crisps uh, that I just no no i it. was
0: talking quite big about crisps and i'm okay. a big crisp i love crisps all right um i'd say that they're probably one of my favorite things in the world um if not my favorite snack by the way uh so anyway um we sit there for a while 25 minutes half an hour uh the train comes i get on the train he gets on the train back to london and uh so we're sitting there um and he you know, was chatting away and whatever. And I said, oh, whereabouts? Like, oh, you know a lot about the place we were in, but how, um, you know, whereabouts in London do you live? Are you from here originally? And you you know, live back in London. And he said, no, 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 I, I live back where we just left. And I was like, all right. um, no, like, why, no. are you, oh, why are you no. on the train then? And he was just like, just to sort of spend some time with you. Oh, my God. And I was like, what was well, like, sort of like an hour on the train? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought it was quite you know get to sort of chat to you and stuff and i was like oh right well great and then he just sort of sat there and then just sort of started this weird conversation and then my head had just completely fucking gone oh I was my like, god were you um,
1: okay were you were you um was there any part of you that was scared at all yeah because like i'm like this is clearly like you
0: know, number one he was taking a long time to eat this bag of crisps by the way yeah and and that, that, so, that is so, that is a red flag in any situation yeah no i uh, genuinely i think if you if you've if you really want a bag of crisps, you wolf it down. He was sucking every quaver, like it, like savouring it, and just sort of like I mean, first it of all, it. that
1: sounds absolutely disgusting. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was.
0: It was disgusting. Um, yeah, but I was not going to lie. I was like, this this is fucking weird. Like, really. And this is before Netflix documentaries, by the way. So if I'd, this, this had happened now, after all the fucking mad shit that we've seen, like, you know, the, you know, Fucking documentaries about people getting slain or whatever. Yeah. I was like, maybe this guy's like fucking got a you know thing for fucking stand ups that he just wants to fucking like hurt or whatever. He's, he was creepy anyway. You yeah. know, But I, I always like give someone the benefit of doubt. He, you know, he showed me where the station is. He was proud of his town. It was sort of like, you know, quite a sweet gesture. You yeah. Know, the Christian thing I found a little bit anyway. So I'm like, fucking hell, man. Like, so I sort of sat there and he was sort of like, we, you know, we talked. I tried to make conversation. Uh, but I was like, this is fucking weird. There's not many other people on the train. And then we get to London, and then I'm like, uh, okay, man. Um, thank you for like, um, thank you for like, uh, coming, yeah, you know, coming, <laughs> coming back with me to London. Um, yeah, uh, and he was like, there's no trains back tonight. What, like, you're yeah, what? This just, is your line to me now. I swear, mate, one, you've done gigs all, all, all your life, right? You've done all your life, but you've yeah. done a lot of stand up gigs on trains, yeah. right? How often do you get a a train back. It's the last train back. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. 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 So
0: I'm like, it's fucking mad. Like you're in London. Like, what do you fucking want me to do here? Like, and he's like, yo there's no trains back. I'm like, right, yeah. I mean, I didn't ask you to come back here with me. I didn't say for you. Like, I just assumed you lived in London. It was like, I don't even know anyone in London. And he started getting a little bit aggressive and shout sort of like. And I was like, are you? Perhaps, is this a bro, true story, yeah, Tom? I swear, I can't it's a true believe story. this shit happened, yeah. man. All
1: right, and on. I'm
0: like, mate, I don't know what you like what you want me to say I genuinely until we're on the train if you'd yeah. said to me I you know I'd say oh, thank you for taking me to the station in a weird way like that's great but I don't fucking like, I yeah, don't, yeah. I'm fine getting a train back I I fucking commute a lot of the time yeah and then it, genuinely he was like you know well what am I supposed to do now I was like well we I have to get a taxi he was like I haven't got money for a taxi I was like well, like I don't know what to fucking say about that like you know you're like we're in the middle of well we're not in like we're, we're at fucking London Bridge yeah, You're going you to have to fucking whatever. And he just got quite irate and quite upset about it. Um, and then I just was like, bro, like, you know, I'm fucking, I'm going home now. So, you know. And he sort of tried to follow a bit and then I was just like. You know, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. It was fucking nuts. Like, like I was like, this is insane. Because, like, you know, I'd had a sort of pipe with quite a few, you know, after the thing, I'd, I'd had a drink with, uh, like, the other acts and then some people had chatted to us. So you yeah, know, I'm, I'm an affable guy. He's, he's and but in clearly it was just it was in the same thing. Jesus. And like, by the way, he was like he had like that sort of way about someone where they quite affable and quite chatty, and you're like, but then sort of when they turn, you're it's oh mate, I know, I,
1: I, I know that. I was I like, know wow, that. You? Yeah, yeah. and
0: I'm not that way and kind. I was like, wow, you are like, you feel like if you if you flex now and you just went crazy, I'd give you five hundred quid to go and say at the Corinthia. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like fucking. I was in my head like, do I have to give this guy money to sort of stay somewhere, or is this a shakedown, or is he genuinely thinking that this is a friendship? That was. I've had a number of those weird
1: times, but yeah. that was the worst one. I, I, I haven't. I've haven't had nothing like that, but I, I've <laughs> had. I've had weird interactions with people. I think some of the, some of the time, you have to give people the benefit of the doubt because yeah. if they see somebody. They've only ever seen on TV. It 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 makes people like react in weird ways. I think you know they, they think like they want to say something. um They want to say something funny. I mean, part part of the thing is if you're a comic, they want to say something funny or they want to say something yeah. memorable or whatever. And that can make them, that can often make people come across rude. Actually, is the truth of it. I, I, I yeah. I'd, I'd one thing where like you know I I often get this where somebody will come up and we've talked about it before. Somebody will go. You know, I don't. I've seen some of your stuff. I'm not even a massive fan, but my mates are all going mad about it. So I thought I'd just come and say, like, you know, that kind of thing where they yeah, yeah. that sort of negging thing is going to be. And I had one where I stood in a pub, and this girl came up to me and she went, "You're Romesh Ranganathan, aren't you?" I went, "Yeah." And she goes, "You know, do I think you're funny? Um, I yeah. don't know really." And and I had this thing where I I'd been I was out with my mates, and normally I will accept pretty much any level of sort of I wouldn't say disrespect, but if I, I sort of always give people the benefit of the doubt. But in that instance, she came up and like into, like barged her way through into the group and sort of yeah. was holding court to to her mates and now to my mates, and I just said to her, "I I I haven't been on this evening waiting to get what your verdict is on my career. So do you mind leaving me alone?" And that's that's probably one of the only times what did you I've do, sort of like, do to that? She she reacted like I was being a prick because and I I get that because she thought she was being funny and I just sort of slightly. I'd slightly lost my temper, not, not lost my temper, my, you know, I'd sort of, I was a bit pissed off about it, so I reacted honest, you know, reacted, I wasn't polite, and so then she she takes it, to her in her mind, she's like, I'm just trying to be funny with him, and he's being a fucking prick about it, do you know what I mean, like, often people want you to be, they kind of want to see your mask slip, or they want to see you being an arsehole, because it's a story then, do you know what I mean, I guess, in some ways, yeah, yeah. but like, I've had like loads of weird ones. Like we had I'd, one, one thing where I was out with Lisa. We might have gone to watch Hamilton or something, and uh, we're getting a train back out of London. And this bloke sort of recognised me and sat opposite, oh, that's sort of, and yeah. started going, oh, "I'm a massive, I'm, like, I'm a massive fan," and blah blah. I was like, oh, thanks, man, it's really kind, or whatever." And then, but then I sort of thought, first of all, I don't know if I, if I'd have ever sat with somebody like that I recognised and chatted to them like that. But fair enough, I don't mind people doing it. But he wasn't gonna go, do you know what I mean? Like he was there then for the duration. Do you know what I mean? Even though I'm like, we're obviously dressed up for a night out. Do you know what I mean? Like it was so he was like he was just chatting, chatting. He's going, I was thinking about becoming a stand-up comedian. And I was like, oh, cool. And then he started like going, I really like Frankie Boyle. And I said, okay. Now that is an alarm bell to me. Not because I don't like Frankie. I think Frankie Boyle's amazing. But this guy's a stand-up comedian that want that likes and probably wants to be like Frankie Boyle. That means he's going to start trying to do. He, he like, yeah. he like he's, do you know what I mean? Frankie Ball's amazing at what he does, but it's very difficult to do the stuff that Frankie does. Yeah, because right? in the basis that Frankie is probably, for me, one of the best joke writers
0: there is, and, yeah, and exactly. he knows how to walk the line because Frankie has got so much experience and, and is you know, unparalleled in extent of how he can do that. What happens is, and I know I've been exactly where you are in that situation. Some pe- people think, oh, if I just say a joke about this, yeah, and it's usually something that's pretty controversial and pretty. Yeah, and you go well. You haven't got what Frankie's got. Frankie's yeah. an incredible. Yeah, he knows how to phrase something and make something. You just swearing and saying something quite <laughs> vulgar isn't what Frankie is.
1: Well, that, that, that's exactly what this guy started doing, right? So he started going. Oh. I've got like he started doing jokes to me, right? And it's all about like it's like dead baby jokes and like cancer jokes and like all this kind of shit, right? Well, which isn't what Frankie does. No, who, exactly. Yeah. But that's what I'm talking. That's what I mean. That's yeah, his perception. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. his like in his head. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. His, that's his perception of what it is. So he starts telling me these jokes and I like, was sitting there going, all right, cool, cool, cool. And then I was sort of thinking, I don't really, it's going to take a lot for me to tell this guy to fuck off because he he doesn't know that what he, you know, he's not got the self-awareness and that what he's doing is annoying. He doesn't know. And so I, I sort of think to myself, I, I, I don't know what to, how to deal with this, right? He kept on doing it, kept on doing it. Eventually, Lisa just got like fed up and she said, look, I'm out with my husband on a rare night out. We're trying to have a bit of quality time. You're kind of impinging on that evening. So, do you mind sort of just leaving us alone? Wow. And then, to be fair to him, he went, Yeah, okay, sorry. Like, he was actually really embarrassed and like went off, but I never would have done it. Oh, that. good credit. Do you mean like I was, I was so grateful? I was so
0: grateful to Lisa for doing that. Do you know what I mean? Self awareness is a mad thing though, isn't it? Like, how, like, people not clock, like, how, if people feel uncomfortable, like even, like, if I'm going to be completely honest, I'm like, not a facilitator of it, but I feel like probably like you in that example. Like I, I, I haven't got it in me just to go, all right, mate. Thank you. Yeah, Catherine? yeah, yeah, Catherine, Catherine can look like Catherine can do a look, and some will go, oh, okay, yeah, I've overstepped the market. Or, but I'll
1: talk to friends and think, oh, maybe now I'm just being irritating, and I'll pull back. I'm, mate, a hundred, mate, a hundred percent. Sometimes I'll be out, I'll be like chatting, and like, and then I just think to myself. They could probably do a break from me. I, I genuinely yeah. like, genuinely yeah, yeah. like, do that. It's, it's it's mad,
0: isn't it? But I have a thing in my head and think if I've made three conversation starters, yeah, to their none, they're not invested in this yeah, conversation. Yeah. Mate, I mate. need to fucking walk away. Right. And and I think society would work a lot better if we had a barometer of going. You know what? I've talked about my dog, my fucking dishwasher, and the fact that I can't get mud out of a fucking pair of trainers. They've had no retort to any of this. Yeah. They are not invested in me as a human being. I'm going to fucking back off.
1: I oh, know, mate. It's so true. I I, I had uh, I had one where a woman came up to me. And uh, this is not like what you're talking about. It's just like a, a thing where I fucking, <laughs> I, I just played it wrong. She came up to me and she said, do you know that you look a lot like Romesh Ranganathan? Right? And ordinarily, I, I get that. You get that a lot. Yeah, 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 and I'll go. Yeah, yeah, it's me. And for some reason, on this instance, I went. Yeah, I get to, I, I, I get told. I get told that all the time. And she went. You just look so much like him. I said. Yeah, I know. I said. Loads of people say that. And then she started telling me what she thought of Ramesh Ranganathan's career. Like, like oh, the, the stuff I'd done, but she doesn't realise she's saying it to me. So she starts going. You know, I like that. The travel show was alright, but sometimes I think it's just so grumpy. You just sort of think, just try and be nice, you know. And and some of the other and just and I thought, why have I put myself in this fucking situation now? Yeah, I'm now listening to a fucking pricey of my career, man. This is mental, from, from and it's totally course. my fault. It's totally yeah. my fault.
0: You know, um, the worst version of that is like when I first ever started stand up. I remember doing. I think I've told you this before, but I was doing a gig, and you remember like when me and you started or when we started out. You're not like you're in a back room of a pub or whatever and uh, i remember just sort of like waiting at the back of the room and uh sort of you know people are sort of just sort of smuttering and not that many people anyway this the compare starts to bring me up sort of you know next act is your new guy you know you might have seen him whatever da, da, da. um he's a big guy this guy uh and his mrs look round and uh he went oh my god it's keith from the office and then his wife just looked me up and down with absolute disdain and she went, nah, no, no not. Like, really disappointed. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I, I, it was one of the worst gigs I've ever had. I just, it threw me so badly. Like, the thought that, number one, someone, and nothing against him, but thought I was Keith from The Office. Oh. But also that someone was so excited. The guy's face was glee. Like, oh my God, it's Keith from The Office. The Office was sort of, you know, five, six years old by then. But I just felt like nothing I do tonight is going to be as good as him thinking that he was about to watch Keith from the office Oh god! and if he had said to me are you Keith from the office I'd have probably said yeah that's me yeah you got it you don't want to
1: let him down do you um no what I would say is I know we've told a few stories there, but that is in the context of most of the time when you meet people it's great and and like, like I would say 99% of people we're very lucky to have a job where people come up to you and go I really enjoy your work and that is yeah that is great so you know but you do remember the bad ones. But don't That's follow true. anyone home on a train. That's no, absolutely weird. not. Fucking insane. And certainly don't sit opposite them and start telling them and yeah. their wife some fucking shitty set of jokes that you've written about death. <laughs> Here is an email from Rick Wade. It's quite a long one. Um, yeah. I'm not saying that as an insult. I'm just saying it's, you know, so, you know, put your your listening ears on. Uh, Hi, Rom and Tom. My name's Rick. I'm 34 and I'm concerned that I haven't achieved enough in my life to date. In November of last year, I managed to secure a spot in an adult apprenticeship in a sector that I've been wanting to break into for some time. I was very excited about starting this new chapter and entered my new role with genuine enthusiasm. When my start date came round, I was introduced to the rest of the apprentice cohort and it was full of people in their early 20s. who were lovely, but being around them gave me this tragic old man feeling. I was the oldest person there by a noticeable degree. I'm kind of the younger one out of my friendship group. Most of my mates are three, four years older than me and have been in their respective careers for a good 15, 20 years, building up decent lives for themselves. I had no clue what I wanted to do until a couple of years ago and drifted from crap job to crap job. Insurance sales, call centers, dead end, admin jobs, that sort of thing. Until deciding that enough was enough and taking some training courses to increase my employability. I'll be 36 by the time that I'm qualified, and I'm concerned that if this doesn't work out, then I'll be approaching a point where I'm over the hill and missing out on opportunities in favour of young, talented people. I know this might sound daft, and maybe being around the younger generation in professional capacity has affected me, but it's something that I worry about on a semi-regular basis. I'm from a working-class background, wasn't born into any privilege, and don't have a sense of entitlement, so I don't have these fears out of a sense of wanting things, because I think I should have them. I'm also aware there are people there who are gen- out there who are genuinely struggling and I appreciate I'm very lucky to be given that sort of opportunity. Anyway, I'm rambling a bit. What I'm trying to get at is that I'll be 40 before I know it and my only real fear is that I wasted my youth. and didn't send the best, set the best possible example for my three children. As a couple of people have reached a milestone, that milestone and are successful, did you feel fulfilled when you reached this age and do you have any advice for any people who have it on the horizon? Um Hope this email I didn't bore you to death. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to me, uh, Tom. What's the guy's name? His name is uh, Rick Wade. Rick, firstly, um, I can just tell by the wording of your
0: email that you're a, you're a good man, Rick, and I, and I think uh, you know I can uh, <clears throat> I can sort of yeah I can, I can see where you're coming from because I you know I did what you did I did for a long long time of of knocking around and up until I think. Early thirties really sort of you know, I was doing stand up and I put my toe in that but i I'd, I'd worked a lot of the time on building sites and whether that's scaffolding or hog carrying or you know trying to be a plaster or a landscape gardener or tried to be a chef for a bit I sort of didn't um uh I didn't really ever find, know what I wanted to do till sort of you know i hit hit my thirties i guess sort of around sort of your age, and I think the thing that people forget is actually how much of living you've done what what you'll think at the moment is of like uh sort of waste maybe you're thinking oh, i've wasted time and you've wasted sort of like you know opportunities or whatever that that's not the case that's you've actually been living and i remember when i first got into stand up there was a lot of younger guys doing it um some older guys like romesh <laughs> but uh, don't uh, don't do this no but and i think romesh would agree with this though on a serious point that sort of younger guys who are just getting out of university and were hitting stand-up stand-up had become sellable stand-up had become a job so to speak so you'd end up gigging with people who hadn't necessarily had much life experience and sometimes I'd tell stories on stage or I'd have you know things that I'd done or jobs that I'd done or life experiences that you know they'd all go oh, fucking hell you've always got a story about everything and and I was like because I've sort of never I've lived and I, I think there's a lot to be said about that and i think there's a lot to be said that if you've now at the age you're at and you've got three kids and you have found something that you believe you're good at and you believe that you want to do i think you'll be at success at that and i think don't put too much pressure on that because i remember thinking oh i'm going to give it all all building up and i'm going to become a chef and i you know threw everything into becoming a chef i ended up working at like the connor in london and hating it absolutely hating it and then my parents uh being like what are you do like how many things are you going to try and do and fail at before you sort of you know not in a way well, they're supportive but it's a worry isn't it with kids so i think um don't put too much pressure this might this might be the thing that you know you find and it's the best thing you've ever done and you'll be an outstanding success at it and whatever it is one day me and mom will bump into you in a pub and you'll you'll be a you'll be buying us all the drinks or this might not be the thing but don't you know don't put too much pressure man.
1: You'll find what's right when it's right and uh, and you'll know it's right. Yeah. Um, I would totally agree with Tom um, on what he said there. Uh, I, I started, I I was, um, same as Tom, I had like loads of other jobs before I started doing this. I was worked in pensions when I first came out of uni. Then I started like working as, I worked as a cost analyst, like an accountant for a, an airline caterers. And then I went into teaching and then eventually I went into stand up. But the same thing happened to me as Tom is that, I, when I started doing... And the same thing that's happened to you, Rick, to be honest with you, is I went into starting doing stand-up and I was gigging with loads of guys. I was 10 years older than a lot of the people I was, I was gigging with. I was on the open mic circuit with people in their early 20s and stuff. And it's just what you... It's just one of those things. What I would say to you is, to sort of echo what Tom was saying, is that life isn't about... Your success in life isn't about your job or what you've got materially or, you know whether you've got your house or your nice car and all that shit, all of that stuff really doesn't mean anything to be honest with you. Do you know what I mean? And those things don't bring you happiness. You've got three children, you're happy in yourself. You seem like a nice bloke, right? And so there's loads of other things we get caught. I think personally, we all get caught up in these indicators of what, where you're supposed to be at whatever stage in life and all that. You you do yourself a massive favor by disregarding all of that. You're walking your own path. Do you know what I mean? And, you're gonna to come to this thing. This thing. This thing might. You might be amazing at this thing that you're training at. You might not. Either of those outcomes are okay. Do you know what I mean? You go on and do something else. And it's not about having that, having that job and being at this. I know loads of people that went straight into the the thing that they that they started doing. They got the house. They got the the nice car. They got comfortable, and they're not happy. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, 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 there's loads of there's loads of other things that make up. What, what achieving something at a certain point in your life. So what I would say is to you, I'll be honest with you, I don't, you know, you can't, obviously you can't judge someone based on an email. Based on reading what your priorities are and what you're talking about, you seem like you've got your shit together, man. Do you know what I mean? You've got children. You seem like a happy bloke. I understand why you're feeling insecure about all of that. I'm telling you this now. Tom and I both agree on this. None of that shit matters, man. Do you know what I mean? Just go and you know find whatever job it is that's making you happy whether it's this or something else there's no clock on this man you will you will come to the thing that you're supposed to do you will you you just need to you just need to focus on on that and enjoy the journey i know that sounds so wanky and stuff but like the whole the whole time that Tom and I have been doing comedy. If we, if you just focus on this end goal and you think this is the thing that I've got to strive for, I've got to get to this by this certain time, you're just never going to be fucking happy, man. It's just like about sort of enjoying it on the way. Do you know what I mean? So, so yeah, I, I guess Tom and I are coming from the same point of view. Okay. Do you, Rick? Do you, brother? I mean, is that how many times have you said that? Do you thing now? I don't know. I just think. Although I would say it's not bad advice.
0: Maybe get a tattoo that just says Rick does Rick.
1: Yeah, that's a good I mean I would say though, Rick, if you are surrounded by people a lot younger than you, and then you get yourself a tattoo that says Rick does Rick, uh I don't I don't think it's a good look that the older bloke at work turned up <laughs> with that tattoo. Okay. This is the one this is a good one to finish up on. This is from uh Ewan Peacock. Wow. Uh hi guys, love the show. Here's my question historically and biologically speaking, a wolf in its animal form would have a larger penis than that of an owl. I'm not asking who of the two of you has a larger penis, but who assumes, with no physical evidence, physical evidence being comparing said peni, that they have the largest and bring the big dick energy to the room or podcast? Um, Which one of us do you think has the big dick energy in this, in this uh I think you do. It's funny you say that, because I really do think you do. I,
0: see, I, yeah, that, all of my persona is built around the fact that I I haven't got the big dick, so I've had to sort of,
1: <laughs> my, no, my
0: dick is significantly disappointing to my stature. Yeah. You I, know, I, when I... you see a statue in a, in a, in a museum or like you, you're walking around an Italian city yeah. and you see a fucking statue and uh, this has got a tiny little penis and people are laughing at it, that's how I feel when I'm naked.
1: Okay, that is uh, that's a lot to take in. Well, it's not a lot to take in by the sounds of it. It's pretty easy. But um, um, but in terms of... But you've big, got a swag, though. You've no, got a swag. no, I haven't. I would say in terms of big, big, big dick energy, do you know why I think you've got big dick energy? It's because you... You are who you are and you sort of own it. I think that's a big dick energy.
0: Yeah, but what I'm, I, I'm, so I, I'm in essence a trailer for a movie that's not that good. But it's oh my fucking, God. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> do you know what I think? If I, if I, you know, and listen, um, God forbid that Lisa and I ever split up. And even if we do split up, I don't know if I could ever be asked to get together with anyone else. But I would say if I got together with someone, I showed them my penis, and they were disappointed. I would say to them, "The problem there is in your expectations. It's not my issue." Yeah, yeah. You know, I've been cons- I've been consistent on this.
0: Have you? How are you with showering, like, um, <laughs> uh, uh, like a like a health club or a gym or? Okay,
1: can I just? I'm going to tell you this now because you and I both work a lot with uh, Freddie Flintoff and Jamie Redknapp. Yeah, and they're both sportsmen. And there's something about the culture of sportsmen. Yeah, where yeah. they're totally fine about getting their cocks out. And I'm not, I'm not insinuating anything negative about that. Right, getting their cocks out, showering in front of each other, pulling each other's pants down, and all that. Can I just say, t- just say on behalf of myself, and I don't know how you feel about this I find all of that utterly fucking terrifying and horrendous. And uh, the idea of changing in front of other people, the idea of showering in front of other people, I find it absolutely horrific. And when we're doing road trip, right, and we're we're ever away and we've got a shower, I always quietly say to one of the production, is there sort of a lockable, sealable shower cubicle that I can wash myself in?
0: (laughs) sealable <laughs> it's the lockable was all right, but the sealable I do know what you mean like you can't go i've sh- i've I've showered in the same room as Freddie, mm. but like spent the whole time and I love Freddie more than anything, but I spent the whole time like worried about him taking taking a picture oh, no. but also though work working on the sites when I was younger was like the the d debagging and someone pulling your trousers down was just a constant fucking thing like. That you'd have to fucking just just know that there's nothing worse than the one where you are carrying something that's heavy and someone comes up behind you and yanks your trousers down and you're like i'm standing here with like literally nothing on my half, <laughs> holding fucking five fucking scaffold poles just hoping that i'm fucking literally gonna have to like yeah you know, what can i i can't just hoping that the this. sort
1: of the friction in my thighs has beefed it up a little bit yeah
0: <laughs> I've <laughs> been kindly enough to come and pull my trousers back up, which is the most indignifying thing to see in the world. So in, in, in general, the whole point of this podcast, I, I'd probably say is um, you're dealing with two guys with small dicks and yeah. genuinely inadequacies in that in that department. So uh, who brings a big dick or, uh, energy? The audience does.
1: Yeah. yeah. You are bringing your big dick energy to two tiny dicked individuals. Um, Lisa's literally just walked in the room to hear me say that. Um, okay Uh, Tom and nodded yeah she's nodded (laughs) and just walked out of the room really sadly Um, okay my G my G thank you so much it's been a it's been a ride it's been a wild ride Um, I'm going to go and have a crispy grim take care peace out enough respect one love if you have a problem opinion feedback or anything at all Please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.